You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Hello, I'm Willie George. I want to welcome you to this edition of the Faith Roots Podcast. And we're talking about living on three dimensions, spirit, soul, and body. So let's go to our text scripture. It's always good. to. In fact, I, I try to stay focused on a text scripture for most of these series so that when we get done, you know at least one scripture. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's 1 Thessalonians 5.23. Um, really, when we talk about spiritual warfare and the fight that we all have to go through, uh, the battleground is the mind, and that's the arena where most of our fights take place. And Satan has a four-stage plan uh, to take charge of your mind or to use your mind against you. Uh, that's his plan. He wants to use what you have, uh, and, 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 and this is incredibly important. You know, the scripture says we stand against the wiles of the devil, and that word means tricks. And anytime an enemy has to use a trick against you, it is because he cannot just overpower you. And so he has to use deception to beat you, and that's uh, very, very clear in scripture. Satan just doesn't have the power to overrun you, so if you can become aware of how he works, you can defeat him. All right, so here we go. First Corinthians, I'm sorry, Second Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3, verse 4, verse 5, says this, For though we walk in the flesh, we live in a body, we do not war after the flesh. So our fight is not like it was in the Old Testament where they literally fought physically. We are in a spiritual war. He says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, or they're not natural, they're not physical, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down strongholds. And, and listen to me, this is a real war. It's every bit as real as a war that we might fight in the natural, uh, but it's a spiritual war. So we, we do not take this lightly. It, our weapons are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Now what he's doing here is he's starting at the top and he's telling us about the, the worst thing that the enemy can do is develop a stronghold in your mind. And boy, this is so very important. So many people, so many people will say, you know, I have a weakness. And you really don't. What it is is a stronghold of the enemy. Now, that's unacceptable. But a weakness is somehow acceptable. We say everybody has a weakness. But a stronghold, we know better. that we we got to get rid of that stronghold. So let's call it what it is. It's a stronghold of the enemy. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Now this is a four-level attack. And the enemy doesn't begin with the stronghold. He begins with a disobedient thought, with a thought that does not agree with the Word of God. If we would be very quick to deal with those disobedient thoughts 
and say, you know, I'm taking this thought captive to the obedience of Christ. I recognize that thought does not obey Christ. I will not receive that thought. You'd be surprised how much less trouble you will have in your mind if you will deal with those thoughts instantly. Because what this is, it's a four-phased attack. And if you don't resist on the first level, then the enemy goes to the second level, and he comes up with a high thing. Uh, the Greek is hoopsama, and it means a barrier, a high barrier, a hurdle. And so he loves to build these hurdles in your mind where you feel trapped. I can't do this. I can't do that. I have to do this. And I'll tell you just how I've seen this work. I've seen people in churches become offended and as they are offended, they say things they probably shouldn't say, and we've all done that to some extent or another, and I have to confess I've done that myself. And, and so you pile up this, this mound of opposition that you have in, in, uh, from the other side, and now you're gone, and you, you, you've made all these statements, and then one day you realize, I was wrong, I should go back, but guess what? To go back, you've got to crawl over that big mound of junk that you heaped up. That's a barrier. And we create our own barriers in our minds. We buy into things that the enemy says, and we have these barriers. Well, I can't actually do that. I can't actually get this right because of this and such. And, and that's how he builds up uh, barriers that bring us to captivity. But then there are imaginations. And the imagination... Is, is able to just um, take you into the deed when you actually haven't done it, but you see yourself doing it, you imagine yourself doing it. And God gave you an imagination to see yourself doing good. And he still uses your imagination to see yourself doing good. If, if anything could be used for evil, it can also be used for good. In fact, it was intended to be used for good. And so what happens is the enemy uses your own imagination against you. You see the worst and imagine the worst. And that's how he torments you with fear. And then a stronghold is developed. And here's what a stronghold is. It's a set of ruts that actually takes you over in your thinking. And it's like your car falling into a set of ruts and you get stuck in them and it's hard to get out. And we get stuck in certain behaviors, attitudes, and anytime we're confronted with a certain set of circumstances, it's very easy to fall into that particular uh, behavior. That's what a stronghold is. And with some people it's lying, with some people it's sex sin, with some people it's drugs or alcohol, uh, with some people it's losing your temper, uh, some people it's manipulation, some people spend all of their lives working to manipulate other people into doing what they want. So all kinds of strongholds here. So obviously this stronghold takes more effort to tear down than does a disobedient thought. A disobedient thought you can get, get rid of very quickly. But to recognize that you have a stronghold means that you have to be focused on something and stay with it. Um, you know, I grew up in a household of fear. I've talked about that many times, and fear was a real problem for me. 
And uh, I went into the uh, northern wildernesses of Canada several times in uh, the Yukon and Northwest Territories and, and northern British Columbia and would be in grizzly bear country and we'd be riding horses and I would see the tracks of grizzly bears and fresh droppings and all that. When you're sleeping in a little nylon tent at night, those thoughts kind of come back to you. And so there were times I really had to battle fear. And I learned that the best way to defeat that fear was to give myself a battle verse. And I found it in Psalm 4, 8. And this is what it says. I will both lie down in peace and sleep for you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. Notice the order here. I will both lie down in peace and sleep. You can't sleep, you don't have peace. And so I would quote this Psalm, Psalm 4, 8. I will both lie down in peace and sleep for you alone, alone O Lord, make me dwell in safety. And uh, that's how I could sleep without any fear. And I learned over the years that whenever I would battle fear, I needed to find a verse that, that fit what it was that I was facing. And uh, so this is important. Now, really, Jesus is our model. And Jesus never let the stronghold develop in his mind. He dealt with the disobedient thoughts just as soon as they came. And that's how you and I need to do So I want to show you Luke chapter 4. In uh, verse 1, then Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, being tempted 40 days by the devil. And in those days he ate nothing, and afterward, when they had ended, he was hungry. And the devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command this stone to be made bread. But Jesus answered him, saying, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Then the devil takes him up to a high mountain, shows him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said to him, all this authority I will give you and their glory for this has been delivered to me and I give it to whomsoever I wish. Therefore, if you will worship me, uh, worship before me, all will be yours. And Jesus answered and said to him, get behind me, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only shall you serve. Then he brought him to Jerusalem and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down from here for it is written, he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you. And in their hands, they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. And Jesus answered and said to him, it has been said, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. Now when the devil had ended uh, every temptation, he departed from him until an opportune time. Now this is important. Jesus immediately responded to each one of those temptations and what he was doing, he was taking captive every thought, everything that came to him from the enemy. He took it captive right there on the spot immediately and kept it from becoming a stronghold. And that's our model. Now, we don't start there because the first thing we have to do uh, in, in our walk with God usually is we're tearing down strongholds. We're tearing down sometimes generational sins that have been in our family, things that we learned or picked up from our parents, grandparents, and so forth. And, and those are defeatable. And that's exactly what we do with the Word of God. The Bible says the Word is powerful and our weapons are powerful and they're able to tear down those strongholds. So this battle that we face is in the mind. 
And a lot of people confuse the power of a stronghold in the mind with your spirit. Your spirit has been born again when you accept Christ. If you have a propensity or a temptation or a, uh, an attitude toward sin, it's not in your recreated human spirit anymore. It is in your mind. And thank God the Word of God has been given to us so we can tear that stronghold down. Well, that's all the time that I have for today, but I want to thank you for joining me. And don't miss tomorrow because we're going to keep going in this because there's a lot to say about it. See you then. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.